Who doesn't love great food? It's more than just eating, it's an experience. Do we have any more? This is the best thing I ever ate. Wouldn't you rather be seeing the boats that caught your lobster? What's up, dude? Thanks for the lobster. You can get seafood in a lot of places and you can enjoy it like looking out on a parking lot. But wouldn't you rather be on the waterfront? The best thing I've eaten on the waterfront has to be the fried lobster platter at Seafood Sam's in Sandwich, Massachusetts. You get butter and then you get batter and then you get lobster meat. It's wicked good, kid. <laughs> I'm from Sandwich, Massachusetts. It's a little town on Cape Cod. We have three stoplights. When I was there, we had three stoplights. I think there's five now. So Cape Cod basically looks like an arm. It is all beach. So you can get deep fried lobster while you're sitting on Cape Cod Bay watching the actual lobster boats that caught that lobster go back out for more lobster. It's amazing. For our fried lobster dish, we actually use two lobsters. The hard shells are best because the meat's firmer. And then we steam them in the steamer because they come out perfect every time. I love everything that comes out of the ocean. Scallops, crabs, clams. I love clams. I think about clams more than people think. I just love seafood. But lobster, it's the best meat. <laughs> and then I'll make the special clam fry batter. Clam fry? Yeah, they have a clam fry batter. I knew there was a reason why I loved it. We use corn flour. Wheat flour, powdered milk, powdered eggs, salt, and cornstarch. Now it's time to fry. They take the lobster meat and they toss it in flour. That makes the batter stick to it. Then they toss it in evaporated milk. Then they put it in the clam batter and then into the deep fryer. Now it's ready to plate up and eat. And no seafood platter is complete without a side of drawn butter, kid. Dude, we need more drawn butter on table 44. <laughs> Take a big piece of fried lobster, you dunk it in the butter, you bite into it, and you get really tender, buttery, sweet, oceany flavor. It's like it's got a little salty kiss from like Neptune. Who else comes out of the water? Like Flipper. And then you get batter, really crispy and salty. Just delicious. Eating outside is one of my favorites. And where I really love to do that is at Chicone's in Brooklyn on the waterfront, right underneath the Brooklyn Bridge. And you feel like you're in old school, classic New York. And my favorite dish to eat there is the cavatelli with lamb ragu and ricotta. Spectacular. So you have chewy little pieces of pasta. You have this thick, warm ragu that feels like a hug from the inside. This dish of pasta is perfect. It is a lamb shoulder that has been really coarsely ground. And in small chunks, we're just gonna add it to the pan. You brown it, and everyone knows how I feel about brown food. Brown food tastes good and then you take it out. I'm gonna deglaze with my vegetables. Carrot, onion, celery. And they brown that a lot. And they put some tomato paste in. The sugars in the tomato are gonna caramelize. And then they add the lamb back into it. And they put some red wine in. So I'm gonna add a few San Marzano tomatoes. 
we're gonna take our lamb stock and we're just gonna pour in some of that. And then they have a lot of spices. Bay leaf, cinnamon, juniper, star anise, and one or two cloves. And we're just gonna go on low heat for about four hours. They make their own fresh pasta. They cook the pasta almost all the way in very salty boiling water. They add fava beans to the ragu, and then they finish cooking it in the sauce. If you don't cook them together, it's like they're just hooking up. They're not married. They're just sort of casually dating. They put a dollop of ricotta in the bottom of the plate and put that hot pasta and sauce on top of it and an extra little sprinky dink of parm and a little bit of Fresno chili. I mix it up with verve right away. It makes it nice and creamy. Mm. Perfectly cooked pasta, I mean that lamb ragout, with the perfect little bit of warm spices that it's just the right amount. I love a fava bean. The perfect fresh respite this dish needs. And then the salty, like nutty Parmigiano. Mm. It comes together so beautifully that like normally I am a sharer of all this kind of stuff. I don't want to share this one. Go away. I'm having a moment. There is something magical about eating on a waterfront. If you're in the middle of a city and you get to dine al fresco close to a body of water, it instantly transports you. And who doesn't want to be transported just by the view? And the beauty of River Roast is if you deduce it, use your Columbo skills, it's on the riverfront in Chicago. And when I'm there, I'm getting the roast chicken and potatoes every time. So this is a whole roasted chicken served with river roast potatoes. All the drippings from the chicken are hitting those crispy potatoes. It's like, you, one time only, I jumped right in the river, swam home, hopped in a ride share car, and went right back to River Roast, ordered another chicken and potatoes. They take this super fresh, locally sourced chicken. So they season this chicken with salt and pepper. A little bit under the wings. We're going to add some fresh herbs. Oregano, thyme, and rosemary. Those herbs will perfume the entire bird. Then get this, they cold smoke it in a combi oven. Cold smoking makes the chicken absorb as much smoke as possible without overcooking. So then the bird goes back in the combi oven for about 25 minutes. 485 degrees with 95% steam. The steam keeps the bird very, very juicy. The high heat renders the skin and makes it super crispy. There it is, Jeff. Oh, man. Calm down. Oh. In the meantime, they do a baked potato. Guess where it's going? Into the deep fryer. When you see this chicken coming through the restaurant, it's a piece of art. But man, when you cut into it and take your first bite, the flavor matches the art. You're first getting the shards of crispy skin that hit you, but then you hit that meat and it's got beautiful perfume of smoke to it. And you chew it and it's like, this is so moist. And then just when the smoke's done, you're like, what is all those herbs? Where do they, I don't see any herbs. They've been inside the bird the whole time, ready to pounce on your taste buds. It's a magical experience. And then I go for some of the potato. Super crispy, but on the inside, so buttery and creamy. Definitely bring some friends with you, get a couple other dishes to share, but the thing that will be on the mind of your guests forever is that chicken. 
I grew up in New Jersey near the beach. Every meal in the summer was with a water view. People think Jersey Shore is like this pocket. It's 140 miles of shoreline that people have been flocking to for centuries. It has a pretty powerful place in my heart. I often find my place on the shoreline eating food and one specific place is Mogo Korean Fusion Tacos. It's crave-worthy and it haunts my dreams, to be honest. It's pork belly, it's slaw and sauce and tortilla, and it's beautiful. We're taking influence from Mexico, we're taking influence from Korea, and we're bringing them together, and it works. It's so good. So to make these tacos, they have to marinate the pork belly. I'll be starting our marinade with gochujang, which is a Korean fermented red pepper paste. Soy sauce, sugar, sesame oil. Crushed red pepper flakes to add some more heat to the marinade. Garlic. This is a marinade I learned from my mom. The pork belly marinates overnight, just waiting to be seared on both sides on the griddle. After I get a good sear, I'll be chopping up the meat on the grill. So in the meantime, they make their citrus mayo slaw. Mayonnaise, lime juice, grated ginger, green cabbage, red cabbage, and thinly sliced radish, cilantro. To build the taco, it's pretty simple. You just put down the tortilla and you throw your shredded pork belly and then your citrus mayo slaw, wrap it up in your little boat and hand it off to little hungry Casey. It's a party on the boardwalk. It's pork belly, so it just has this rich fatty flavor to it and meaty, umami, kind of sweet and savory thing going on at the same time because you're getting the crunch and the sweetness of the slaw. That hot and cold mouthfeel, bite after bite, you're just getting smacked in the face with flavor. Which is the thing of beauty, and to be honest, I want them right now. But you know what? I'm going to go with these tacos right now. Bye. When I think about one of the best things I've ever eaten and the view that it came with, it has to be the Seafood Club at Bow Brooks in Baltimore, Maryland. Crazy. This sandwich is huge. It's essentially two sandwiches put in one. There's a crab cake sandwich at the bottom, and then you have another sandwich on top, and it's shrimp salad. You know you're gonna get fresh seafood when you go there. I mean, they're literally on the water. The first step is sauce. That's what binds the crab cake and shrimp salad together. Worcestershire, fresh squeezed lemon juice, ground mustard. You gotta have your Old Bay seasoning. This is Maryland, the home of Old Bay. You can never have enough Old Bay. We use fresh jumbo lump crab meat. The expensive stuff. <laughs> and they bind it together with panko. Not too much bread, mostly meat. Then we have dry parsley, and then our famous sauce. It's formed into a six ounce ball. Then we're going into a 350 degree oven for 10 to 12 minutes. And then they make the shrimp salad. We use 21, 25 shrimp. We steam it in our own beer, a little celery, garlic powder, little pepper, that flavorful sauce that we use. We got some white Texas toast, butter lettuce, tomato, applewood, smoked bacon. Bacon? I mean, it's genius. A jumbo lump crab cake. We're going to give it a little push. Then we're going to add our seafood salad. And that's it. Your life is got. <laughs> if you didn't get your life before, you got it with that sandwich. The immediate flavor you're getting is the flavor from that crab cake. It's so sweet, so delicate. Then it cools down because you're biting into the lettuce and then you bite into the tomato. And then, woo, whew, there is shrimp salad. <laughs> and that's cold and creamy. The bacon just adds this nice little salty, briny flavor that complements the seafood really, really well. It's something that I will never, ever forget. It is literally the best thing I've ever ate.
and you're on the water and you're seeing the ocean, you're seeing the waves, and you're eating seafood that just connects. So the dish is the fish and chips at Water Grill in Santa Monica, California. These fish and chips are otherworldly. I used to live right down the street from Water Grill, so I would go to Water Grill probably more than any human being that lives in Santa Monica. It's such a poor man's dish, fish and chips, and it's just flipped on its head. They're like, we're gonna take the best piece of fish that you would normally charge $45 for at a fancy restaurant. Water Grill took that and they breaded it. And that's why it's just so good. To make this fish and chips, they start by making a beer batter. AP flour, corn flour. Kosher salt, table sugar, baking powder, and then we have uh, equal parts club soda and beer. You got double bubble action. That's why you get that crispy crust. They use wild Icelandic cod because cod has a great flake to it. Perfect for fish and chips. We're getting it from a day boat fishery three times a week directly from Iceland. Next, they dip it into the beer batter and they place it in the fryer oil. They fry it at about 350 for six minutes until you got GBD, golden brown delicious. That's a chef term, GBD. Like, make, make sure that's GBD. You came for this fish, but the fries play an equal part in this whole dish being amazing. We're taking the humble rusted potato, and then we're blanching in hot canola oil, and then finish frying in even hotter canola oil. Then they make their homemade tartar sauce. Mayonnaise, capers, hard-boiled egg, cornichon, chopped parsley, salt, ground pepper. The first thing I get is the crunch. The flavor of this crispy crust, it has more of like a pastry top because it has all these little bubbles in it from the beer evaporating. Then you get this marvelous cut of fish. It's juicy, it's flaky, and then every time you get a bite of that crust, it just plays so well together. The fries are outside super crispy, golden, but the inside, pillowy, fluffy potato. Tartar sauce has a little bit of tartness and a little bit of that acidity also. It makes a whole new flavor. I dip my french fries in the tartar sauce because I'm a crazy person. But if you dare put ketchup on that cod, we can't talk anymore. You can dip your fries in the ketchup, you can dip your fries in the tartar sauce, but never, ever, ever, ever dip your fish in the ketchup, ever. You can't do that to that beautiful piece of fish. For me to sit waterside and have a meal, and it's, I hope the same for everybody else, it takes that great meal to a whole different level. Hey, listen, water changes our mindset. For me, the perfect dish on the waterfront is the Ulele Waterworks meatloaf. Forget the shrimp and the seafood and all that stuff. You can get that anywhere. Meatloaf on the water, I'm telling you, you won't want to miss it. Well, I can tell you when I tasted this the first time, it took me back to my home in England where my mother, every Friday, would make meatloaf. We didn't have a lot of money then, day, so my mother would, would throw anything into anything and create something. But what Eulalia has done has taken all these expensive meats that we never had, put into a meatloaf, and this is comfort elevated. Sorry, Mom, you're a five, there and 11. I don't believe I just said that. So we're gonna take this ribeye, filet, the New York strip steak, and the flank steak, and we're gonna turn it into this wonderful mixture of ground beef. And we grind up celery, onions, carrots, garlic, and do a puree, some Worcestershire, a daddle pepper sauce. I'm gonna pan it up, cook it for 45 minutes, 350 degrees. They take it out, smother it with homemade ketchup. Back in the oven for another 10 minutes. They then slice it into portions. Individually grill it, 
Just a minute and a half on each side. That's what gives that crispy char. It's served with white cheddar mashed potatoes, tobacco onions, and a red wine garlic demi-glace. I'm sitting on the edge of the waterfront and I eat it. I'm tasting the layers of flavors that the chefs actually thought about. It's like a symphony. Spice, salt, sweet, crunchy. Filet, sirloin, and the ribeye. The grill gives me the smokiness with the creaminess of the mashed potato. The sauce is velvety, it's, it's luscious, it's sexy, and the hits just keep coming to you literally want to lick the plate. This is the best thing I ever ate. I'm okay doing this. Sorry, get over it. <laughs>